Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 775. Is that a milestone? That's a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm here for that. Thank you. January 20, 22. Yep. 52 degrees was the high on this day, and that was in 1908. <laughs> you got the ice updates? <laughs> and 32 below in 1888. And one more note. I don't remember this. 17 inches of snow on this day in 1982. Wow. That was a big snowfall, wasn't it? I was delivering the St. Paul Pioneer Press. I'm sure you had the dispatch. On the east shore. At your little notebook of prices. It's garage production. Chris Reavers, director of social media. <laughs> okay, Ray, John man. Definitely. <laughs> Craig Harrison, supervisor. <laughs> Here, I just dropped this box of toothpicks. Why don't you count them? Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks There's four left in the box. of common sense. <laughs> your mayor, Joe Sushima. <laughs> You know what? I'm loving this contest that MnDOT came up with to name the snowplows. Oh, yeah. It's really fun. Isn't it's really, it? It's, it's so us, is it not? It really is. It's really clever. My favorite is Betty Whiteout. It's <laughs> pretty good. Isn't that good? It's pretty All good. the ones I've uh, entered in, they reject. Uh, my, my favorite one was Plowher. <laughs> <laughs> really? And they, uh, that one came back? I can't imagine wow. why that would be rejected. <laughs> The beer show was going to sponsor yeah. getting plowed. <laughs> Plow bunion. Plow bunion. That's good. Not bad. Uh, Snowby Juan Kenobi. Okay. F. Salt Fitzgerald. That's a, that's right up. That's uh, pretty that's good. Pretty good. That's right up Terry Trains at it uh, alley. F. Scott. F. Salt Fitzgerald. Darth Blader. The truck formerly known as Plow. Okay, that's pretty good. Oops, just going to plow right past you. <laughs> uh, Ope. Duck Duck Ope. Orange Truck. That should be Ope. 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 Oh, oh, and uh, uh, I guess that's all I have. On what was the I one? Know. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Plowy McPlowface, you knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I know we think we're pretty clever, but this happens in pretty much every state that has snow. Did you know that? I did not. I found that, I I found that, that yesterday. Are yes. we late to oh, the game? Ohio, Vermont, Michigan, Colorado, they all yeah. have. Michigan's got a horrible snow removal system. Betty Whiteout, is, that's hand, I think that's, that's got to be the winner. You know what, that is timely. A little tribute. tribute. Blizzard of Oz. Coldy Gopher, Control Salt Delete. Oh, got it. Okay. No more Mr. Ice Guy. Sir Plows a Lot. That's pretty good. William Scrape Spear. You're going to read every one of these? I'm done now. Is this going to be on the program? (laughs) I'm done now. (laughs) Yeah, when are we starting? Jeez Louise. Oh, I like that bit, Joe. I, I don't did care what too. They say. Oh I did too. Today we're going to have our experiment again. Wait, the last plow, Johnny Kissass. <laughs> <laughs> today we have, an, because we're not on tomorrow, we have another episode today of who makes a better president, rookie or Joe Biden, and who makes a better vice president, rookie or Kamala Harris. And how fitting. It's the one-year anniversary. Of? Of Brandon oh, taking office. That's right. That's right. I haven't seen any of the questions. I watched every. You're not supposed to. I watched every word of uh, Mr. Biden's press conference yesterday. What did you uh, What did you make of it? I, uh, you know, it, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. Okay, that's faint praise. Well, that's all I can come up with. Sounds like he swung open the doors for Putin. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a good day to be woke, as my friend. Uh, Told me. Okay. It's a good day to be woke. We're uh, taking that Theodore Roosevelt statue finally away from the uh, Museum of Natural History in New York. It's been there for 80 years, but it's got to go. It's got to go. 
because uh, Teddy's on a horse flanked by an African-American and a Native American, and that has sparked protests for glorifying colonialism and racism. And I guess it's going to North Dakota. They yanked it out with a crane just yeah. after midnight, leaving behind its concrete pedestal. Uh, it's just... Uh, Wow. We're going to put up a statue of Mao or somebody like that? Uh, Not far off. Stalin, maybe? It'll be sent to a library in North Dakota on long-term loan. The removal cost $2 million bucks. It was carried out by the museum in the city after the uh, New York City Public Design Commission voted in June to relocate the monument. It was covered with an orange tarp for a long time because we couldn't let anybody <laughs> see it. <laughs> I didn't know that part. Oh, yeah, I had to cover it up because it was oh, so... Oh, it's so triggering. So, so offensive. So offensive. And, I can uh, add an addendum to all this, too. You mm-hmm. know, the museum it's going to, it's not. It's a presidential library, Teddy Roosevelt Presidential Library. When that, uh, they had to allocate funds for that, yeah. there were protests in North Dakota. Really? It, it did pass finally, but there were protests in North Dakota saying, no, we shouldn't give our money. This man was, you know... You know, all the typical stuff. Jordy thought this was fitting for the George Orwell quote. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day, minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. Mm. Ain't that the truth? Let's see, I'd say the people that are 20-something now, by the time they are done and gone from this veil of tears, history and the creation of the United States will have been totally rewritten. Mm-hmm. Or that's, just That's the object clean. of the mystery. That's just the wiped ob- clean. That's yeah. the object of the mystery, to bring about a country that you will not recognize. I see now that... Uh, well, we did learn that in uh, uh, Governor Walz's bonding plan, uh, Mike writes, uh, thanks for the daily dose of reality. Your show keeps me sane on a daily basis. You know, I hear that a lot from people, and I think that places an undue burden on us. That's quite a, quite a task to keep people sane. I don't like sane. that burden on me. It, it's quite a task. Right. I listened to the January 18 show and was a bit surprised by the Walz bonding bill proposal did not get a ton of discussion. Well, it's about to. The one item I expected a bit more discussion on was $750 million bucks in climate change mitigation projects. My math says that would make up 27.7% of the total bonding bill. The $750 million is more than the total amount being proposed for infrastructure projects in this state. I have not been successful digging up the details as to what projects would make up the $750 million, but look forward to hearing our buddy Walls explain how he plans to stop climate change with $750 million of our dollars. Speechless in independence, Mike Pink. Uh, and today I noted that uh, 16 cities have declared a climate crisis. Oh, yeah. 16 cities have said we are in a climate crisis, so we have new rules and regulations. Are Minneapolis and St. Paul on that list? Of course. (laughs) Of course. 16 Minnesota cities from the North Shore to the Metro to Southeastern Bluff Country are declaring a climate emergency, sending a message to lawmakers ahead of this legislative session that the time for action is now. 
We have a lot to lose, Grand Marais Mayor Jay DeCoux said. This is too little, too late, but this is where we're at. Uh, we don't know that. Well, let, let me tell you something, Mayor. Uh, a, if it's too little, too late, then why are you worried about it? <laughs> exactly. And, and B, uh, isn't that tantamount to you telling every tourist in the state of Minnesota to not even approach Grand Marais? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want Do they to. rely on tourist dollars up there? Very much so. Oh, okay. That's all they rely on. <laughs> right. That's that's Lee Elia complaining about Cubs fans attending the game. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Don't you? He's not saying this. I'm putting the words in his mouth. Don't you, don't come up here. We have a climate crisis. We can't have your evil SUV parked. There's Lee. Any excuse I have. City leaders say the signs of a changing climate in Minnesota are impossible to ignore. Especially today, it's about, what, four below? Yep. From never-before-seen tornadoes in December. No, they, they have been that seen happens. before. To severe drought this summer. Did you ever hear of the 1930s? That fueled wildfires uh, due to poor forest management and the dirtiest air on record. With the state failing to cut greenhouse gas emissions, there's a growing sense of urgency within this coalition. Many are reaching sustainability goals. Are, uh, I can't do this, can I? I just so find this so terrifyingly stupid that I, I just can't believe it. Um, well, Jay has uh, qualifications to say these things, uh, um, Joe. Jay has been a canoe and kayak guide, beer brewer, sausage maker, and handyman extraordinaire. Okay. He's also the mayor. He teaches at North House. He's a crazy biker and trail runner All right. with lots of recommendations for you. He's the yeah, um, but I can't come up there now. It'd be contributing right, to carbon right. footprint. <laughs> he runs a bike shop, Fireweed Bike Co-op. I'm sure he so does. So he's yeah. completely qualified. <sighs> Climate has become a lens in which we view almost everything we do. <laughs> you uh, almost need the Zimmer music here. Right. <laughs> Who's, uh, who's saying that? Somebody named Kraft. Uh, I don't know who the hell it is. I don't care anymore. See, this relates back to the email you got, because when we brought that up in the news story, that it was $750 yeah. million, you all went, <sighs> yeah, well, there, it's, and just it's, let it pass. This has nothing to do with the environment. <laughs> nothing. Uh-huh. This is the reordering of the way your money will be used, and it, it doesn't work. You're, yep. An underground volcano just erupted in Tonga and has done things that only nature can do. How much money can prevent that? Well, wait, well, wait. I think some money could prevent okay, it. You could throw some at it. Yeah. It might wait be a, a minute, though. Volcano. Doesn't that then justify exactly what he said? Hmm. It's too late. We it's got volcanoes late. going off in the ocean. Well, if it's too late, then why in the hell are we doing anything? Because we got to take action. Mm-hmm. $25 million to install solar energy <clears throat> systems on universities, to a wastewater treatment facilities, airports, etc. cetera. Uh, $30, mil- uh, $30 million to establish a Minnesota Innovation Finance Authority. Well, that'll help. Um, what else do we have? $45 million to fund a Greater Minnesota Renewable Development Account. It's time for my quote. My favorite quote Cover me. Okay. Oh, he's gonna, oh, I know what he's going to do. Cover me. He's going back, back to the billboard. Cover me. Grab some the, French fries that I have. He's going to grab some of your French fries, and then Listen. he's grabbing the packet that he has attached to the bulletin board. $20 million in electric buses, $20 million in electric school buses, 
15 million. Aren't school buses cold Coming enough back. the way it is in the winter? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, 15 million in rebates. How about... No, Kenny was Kenny was you. Kenny was talking, Joe. We weren't just sitting here looking at each other. <laughs> With mouths <laughs> agape. I cut this out how long ago? Oh, it's got to be at least three years. From April of 2019. Okay, two years. Uh, you just bear with me. It's just a, Let me continue then while you look. <laughs> $30 million to plant 5 million trees, $40 million for a variety of programs that conserve native grasses, and on and on and on. This is from Garth Paltridge, writing in a site called Quadrant from 2019. He's, a, uh, he's the author of The Climate Caper, Facts and Fallacies of Global Warming. He's a physicist. Uh, he's a... He's more knowledgeable than a talk or podcast host. He's got some street creds. Perhaps the whole idea of being fair to the people of the future should be reversed. Perhaps they can easily afford to owe us something in retrospect. The bottom line of politically correct thought on the matter, the thought that we must collectively do something drastic now to prevent climate change in the future, is so full of holes that it brings the overall sanity of mankind into question. For what it's worth, one possible theory is that mankind, or at least a fraction of it that has become both overeducated and more delicate as a result of a massive increase of its wealth in recent times, has managed to remove the beliefs of existing religions from its consideration, and now it misses them. As a replacement, it has manufactured a set of beliefs about climate change that can be used to guide and ultimately to control human behavior. The beliefs are similar to those of established religions, and that they are more or less unprovable in any strict scientific sense. Hmm. It, it's, of course he's right. It's so full of holes, it brings the overall sanity of mankind into question. You know, the mayor of Grand Marais running a bike store Pal, you have no capability to change the climate. What what possible what length could he go to to change or do anything? Nothing. Nothing. So I I always I think it's been a while since I quoted my man uh, Garth, but I, I just find that so so healthy. And then we learn in uh, uh, David Abaz, a former board member of Crystal Bay Township near Finland in Lake County, works with the University of Minnesota Extension. He said, no matter the size, all communities have a role in reducing carbon emissions and making sustainable event investments to determine our destiny and what we want the world to look like. Well, I can tell you why he says that, because the 2022 Climate Action Plan includes Five million worth of grants to help local governments develop and implement climate action plans. Sure. Um, including appropriations of one million to support research and the impacts of climate change, uh, two million to create jobs, uh, and on and on may, and on. May I ask a question? Because a big, you know, big push for this was what Kenny just said: is is jobs. You know, this is going to create jobs. Supposedly. Well, when we shut down the pipeline. How many jobs did we lose? Wasn't it somewhere north few. of 10,000? Quite a few. And none of those people took on a green job, correct? I'm not that I'm aware of. So what the hell's the point here with, with the whole notion of creating jobs? There's, enough, there's already too many uh, you know, unoccupied positions of employment. Mm-hmm. 
In 2018, this Crystal Bay Township was named Solar Capital of the Continental U.S. by the Department of Commerce with 282.6 watts per capita. The fire department and community center all have solar panels as well as many homes and farms, some of which are growing seedlings for forest restoration just south of where wildfires burned this past summer. It's very real to us as we see the forest dying, the consequences of climate change. Abaz said that most encouraging part of this small community beginning this city-level climate emergency trend is that the resolution was approved at its annual township meeting, meaning that 30 or so residents in attendance passed it. When St. Louis Park unanimously declared a climate emergency Tuesday, a half dozen residents told the council a global issue like this can't be solved by one city alone. Anything you do is a drop in a bucket in our small town. It will do nothing, one resident said. There is not a climate emergency that can be solved, another said to the crowd's applause. Worry about getting everybody an air conditioner. I wish you were right, Kraft said, somebody <laughs> in St. Louis Park. It would be a lot easier if you were. Yeah. You, you know, uh, the reason they're wrong is because the, the city wants those grants. They mm-hmm. want in on that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way... Um, Reverend Tim Christopher, three hours ago, with the home run line of the day. You guys ready? Oh, yeah, I saw it. He retweeted the Minnesota House DFL $1 billion climate action plan. And he says, with all the crime you guys are all overlooking, will anyone even be around for climate change? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Good point. What is an infrastructure adaption and resilience fund? There's 25 going into that for local government. It's an employment program for the friends of the political class. Yeah, don't don't we have a resiliency uh, director now in every what a boondoggle? Saint Paul has had uh, every... Russ Stark as the chief resiliency officer. He's officer, largely unheard, yep. uh, very unknown and unheard. I don't know what he's doing. Everybody wants to live in the palace with the uh, third rail government uh, icons. Two hundred million dollars to build four bus rapid transit lines. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The absence mil- of of God. Well, might as well just say it, has created, that's a little bit what Garth Paltridge was saying, uh, the absence of any belief in anything except your own self has created the perfect foundation for this movement to exist. If you don't believe in God, you'll believe in anything. Right. You'll believe in climate change. $50 million to improve and expand public transportation in greater Minnesota. Right. Because that's what the people up in John's neck of the woods and Kenny, they've been clamoring Kenny for. Kenny needs yeah. a bus. Yes, he does. Yeah. 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 $30 million to plant oh, 5 million trees. I think I read that already. $40 million for a variety of programs. This tree thing has really got me PO'd because we have some of our acreage, 40 acres, uh, in a uh, government tree program. And their method of tra- uh, planting trees is they put them on an automatic planter. They dig furrows and then stuff those trees in there and then never, ever come back, never return. Right. And immediately, the first year, the grasses grow up high, cover the trees, the trees die. Mm-hmm. Kenny doesn't ride the bus, but if he did. And uh, an- another thing, they were planting seedlings in one area to reforest program areas that had been logged and burned. These these forests, especially pine forests, they reseed and grow on their own. Have you been to Yellowstone since the fire in the eighties? I have. Yeah, it's full of trees. Yeah, full of trees. How'd that happen? Well, oh, yeah. well nature, nature. Mm. 
pine cone falls to the ground. Okay, you'll give it. <laughs> Ever eat a pine tree? Many parts are edible. Yeah. <laughs> Climate crisis. It's a crisis. I don't, it, it is not, uh, it, that's like saying air is a crisis. Joe, we must do something about this immediately. Harumph mm-hmm. on that. Harumph. Mm-hmm. Huzzah! Okay. Well, all it's going to do is cost everybody money. It has nothing to do with the climate. We it's just got cost plenty money. of it. Hey, we've got excess, Suchi boy. Mm-hmm. Robbinsdale Mayor Bill Bl- Bill Blonigan says his home has more solar panels than all city buildings combined. Well, good for you. <laughs> he, he can BFD. afford them. Right. He wants to roll out a program for residents to reap the economic benefits he sees on his electric bill. By the way, it's not. I don't think we're anti-solar, are we? No, uh, definitely not. Go ahead. Because I, I know several people that have done it, and they've made money at it. But Good. that should be an independent decision by right. that particular property owner, not the government. The city, meaning Robbinsdale's right. new $35 million water treatment plant, will have solar panels. And already the city's investment in LED bulbs has paid for itself. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> Robbinsdale in recent years installed a $320,000 supplemental pumping system between Crystal and Ryan Lakes to build resiliency against record rainfall. And it is in the midst of a multi-million dollar stormwater replacement to better prepare for flooding in a changing climate. Because it's a crisis. Mm-hmm. It's a crisis. Crisis <laughs> means throw a lot of money at it and throw a lot of money at it right as soon as possible. I hope I didn't miss this, but I think we glossed over a big one. This is a whopper. Ready? $150 million to strengthen the pre-weatherization and weatherization assistance program. Pre-weatherization? What the hell is that? Uh, Mr. President, could you elaborate on the pre-weatherization and weatherization assistance program? That means right before the storm hits. Pre-weatherization. <laughs> Fatten down the hatches. Yeah. You go back to the backyard with that Wizard of Oz-like basement thing they had. <laughs> That's a cellar. Open that door. Dorothy couldn't get in. They locked her out. All right. Thank you, sir. I'm home spinning. More from Garth Paul. I'll tell you about nature. I'll tell you about nature in Kansas. You won't be in Kansas anymore. Hey, 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 W. Stop it. Yes. You can't stop climate. You can't stop it, Joe. That's part of your point. The, uh, more from Garth Paltridge. The uncertainty associated with climate prediction derives basically from the turbulent nature of the processes going on without going on within the atmosphere and oceans. Such predictability as there is in turbulent fluids is governed by the size and scale of the boundaries that contain and limit the size to which random turbulent eddies can grow. Thus, reasonably correct forecasts of the average climate of the world might be possible in principle on the scale of regions, anything much smaller than the scale of the major ocean basins, for example. It has yet to be shown that useful long-term climate forecasting is possible even in principle. And finally, one more time, because I love it so much. The bottom line of politically correct thought on the matter, the thought that we must collectively do something drastic to prevent climate change in the future, is so full of holes. How full of holes is Well, it brings the overall sanity of mankind into question. For what it is worth, one possible theory is that mankind, or at least a fraction of it that has become both overeducated and more delicate as a result of massive increase of its wealth in recent times. I would I would say that what uh, I would paraphrase what he's saying there, that mankind, uh, at least in Western societies, has just become spoiled. 
and is just looking for something to yes, be worried yes, about. Yes, yes, Okay, I agree. Has managed to remove the beliefs of existing religions from its consideration, and now it misses them. As a replacement, it has manufactured a set of beliefs about climate change that can be used to guide and ultimately to control human behavior. There's your answer, people. The beliefs are similar to those of the established religions in that they are more or less unprovable in any strict scientific sense. But if you ask me where I'm going to put my faith, it's not going to be in the climate change movement. Hmm. That's not where my faith is. Where is that? It's a little higher than that. Got it. Capital G? I think so. Oh, man. Climate crisis. I got a, I got your climate crisis right here. Right. Right here. Right, right here. This. Right, right here. here. Pretty, huh? pretty, pretty hot, is it? Right here. <laughs> uh, you know, I saved something. Where in the hell did I put it? I think it's over there in your pile. Oh, I saved something from yesterday. All right. About the... Uh, Hell is it? That's over there. The free income that we're giving to people in Minneapolis. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Joe, I couldn't help but do the math when you discussed the Minneapolis guaranteed basic income story. Three million dollars is the total budget, with 200 families getting 500 a month for 24 months. If you multiply those last three numbers, you <laughs> get 2.4 million. Oh, now this no. is very simple and very telling. Okay. That means the city set aside 600000 to administer the program. Hmm. I would like to formally offer my services to the city of Minneapolis <laughs> to purchase some prepaid visa cards and monitor the spending for the next two years. Because I'm feeling generous, I think I could cut the city a deal and do it for a mere five hundred and fifty grand. What a gentleman. On a more serious note, six hundred grand is 20% of the $3 million. That's some ridiculous overhead for a program meant to help people. Further proof that the city, or more accurately, their consulting firm buddies, are merely using these handouts as an excuse to make a fat living for themselves. Yep. Next, to address Kenny's comments about the money going towards food, I see a couple of possibilities regarding the outcome of the previous study. One, the people receiving the free money knew that their purchases were being tracked and thus decided to spend the money in a way that was responsible out of sense of propriety. Two, some of the people uh, may even have been smart enough to realize that if they did want this sort of program to continue, they needed to make it appear that the money was being spent wisely. So they used the program money for groceries and then spent their own money on things that the taxpayers would find problematic. Unfortunately, my government paid salary of 550 grand over the next two years to check bank statements will put me out of the running for the free 500 bucks a month. When will I catch a break and cash in on the government dime? Maybe my next COVID check will be bigger. Here's hoping Dave from St. Paul Park, soon to be Wisconsin, but that's another topic for another email. Mm -hmm. And finally, this, how would you like to get 600 a month, no strings attached? I'd love to. Uh, sounds too good to be true. Not in Finland, where they're experimenting with giving unemployed people a basic income with the hope that it would provide a stronger incentive to work than the current, more bureaucratic model. Uh, similar ideas have been associated by prominent business people, including bond investor Bill Gross. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and Tess have also been carried out in countries including Canada, Uganda, and Kenya. Let me uh, cut to the chase. Does it work? Well, initial findings from the first two-year program in Finland, where, pro, uh, where participants were given around 630 bucks a month, showed positive effects on health and stress, stress but no improvement in work status. Hmm. There is no statistically significant difference between the groups as regards employment. 
Researchers, including Ali Kangas, wrote in the report. However, the survey results showed significant differences between the groups for different aspects of well-being. Uh, the individuals who received a basic income were no more likely to find work than those who didn't, according to results from the first year of the experiment. Finding out why this is and the dynamics at play will form part of a broader investigation that will be published in 2020. So I'm reading a piece from, what, 2019, the uh, Davos agenda, Davos, Switzerland, where the rich people go and pretend they like to ski together. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, it. It doesn't make a damn bit of difference. It's now a program in Minneapolis that will never go away. And, yes, this came up when Melvin Carter instituted the same uh, basic income program in St. Paul. We learned the extraordinary amount of money that it would take to administer the program. Way too much. So uh, there you have it. There it is. We're poorly led, people, especially the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Although some of these alarmists in the outlying cities like Grand Marais with their climate crisis, they're starting to worry me. Oh, they got to join in on the fun. Man alive. Man alive. Well, I've <sighs> talked long enough for a while. Goodbye. I mean... <laughs> Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water. They are an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. They will cut down on salt usage and protect all of your appliances. Trust me when I say bad water affects nearly every single aspect of your home. Your showers are better, your laundry is better, not to mention your drinking water. And another underrated aspect of this, a brand new state-of-the-art Connecticut water treatment system helps the resale value of your home. Please get in touch with my friends at Hoffman Water today. I had my Connecticut system installed years ago and it has made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Call them today for that free water analysis. 952-894-4040 or you can just visit them online today at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water, proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. The 31st Annual 2022 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show returns to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 18th through Sunday, Feb 20. Grab your foursome. Get ready for your first round of 2022. See all the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show has to offer, including great deals on drivers, irons, putters, and accessories. Nab great deals on the best golf apparel around. This is where I get my golf gloves every year. Take advantage of special offers from your favorite courses and destination golf resort vacations. While you're there, plus take lessons from the pros and be ready to own your golf game in 2022. And as an added bonus, yes, Garage Logic will broadcast live from 11:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Friday, Feb 18. Tickets are now on sale for just $12. Compliments of TwinCitiesGolf.com. Each ticket purchase includes 10 free greens free passes and three bonus passes if you purchase online. Find all show details at MinnesotaGolfShow.com. Presented by Choice Bank, your select Minnesota Buick, GMC dealers, Nelson Marine, and Second swing it's the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine joe Souchere. i still contend that sounds like rookie with a cold i think that's matthew yeah do it let's try it Uh, ben johnson 
It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. That's, that's Joe Sucherek. That's, 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 that's Matthew with a cold, and he feels fine. Plug your nose. Put your fingers on your nose and do it. <laughs> it's the end Will of you the do world your thing here? It. And he feels stupid <laughs> plugging his nose. 30 Years Strong in Maple Grove, talking maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Uh, you get up there. You talk to Rich, the owner. I think you're going to find yourself pleasantly surprised. This isn't the kind of, you know, the angel from Rockford Files? No, no, that's not That's not Rich. He's, he cares about us, and he cares that we get the best unit for our money and our needs. He's doing commercial lock, safe, security services there. And uh, um, among other brands, he's got a few brands there, but, of course, he's got the best, uh, best made safe, the Liberty Safe, made right here in the United States of America using materials only procured from the United States. And uh, they've recently reintroduced their very, very popular Franklin model. That's good for us. Uh, but Rich there, he's sitting on at least... 140 safes in stock to protect our valuables, our firearms, jewelry, whatever. Uh, he's the he's he's the matchmaker. He's going to hook us up. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. That's the internet address. If you're going to show up in person, it's 6901 East Fish Lake Road, Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Kelsey submits what he believes to be an example of windmilling. Tesla Model 3 and Y owners in Alaska and Canada say their car heaters have stopped working. <laughs> Firmware update and corroded pumps are forcing them to drive in unheated cabins as temperatures outside plummet to 40 below. Ooh. The issue which has plagued Model 3 and Model Y vehicles since last winter started when a new heat pump system was added to the vehicles and persisted with a software update. Tesla owners have taken to Twitter to share their frustration, as Ellen Elon Musk is the only person on the company's customer service team, with one customer saying his family could have been killed. Uh, the uh, uh, Tyler Selvig explained a, in a tweet that the heat stopped working in his Model Y while temperatures had dropped to 40 below. Our Model Y could have killed my family. I guess we're never getting Tesla as a sponsor, are we? Our Model Y could have killed my family today when the heat stopped working in 40 below. Called service and the reset auto didn't fix it. Hour away from any service, reads the tweet. Uh, Musk, however, has acknowledged the issue on Twitter, saying fixing the issues was a high priority at Tesla. And this weekend he announced that the automaker is rolling out a software to fix it. A firmware fix to recalibrate heat pump expansion valve is rolling out now. That sounds like the Wheeler flange joist in the uh, yeah. when the sheetrock <laughs> is cracking. Clockwise yeah. rotation. Yeah. Uh, one Twitter user by the name of Wick H claimed the discussion with an explanation to why cabins are not being heated. Heat pumps are not designed for areas that get under 20 degrees Fahrenheit. The colder <laughs> it gets there, the lo the longer, more difficult it, it gets to draw heat, and in wind and ice. And things really just don't work, he tweeted. Wick H. continued to explain that refrigerant is unable to be transfer heat at such low temps. Several customers plagued by the issue opted to have their vehicle serviced instead of waiting around for the update from, tel uh, from Tesla. Yeah, well, you know, you're sending out this signal that you're trying to save the earth by driving these outfits and uh, you're freezing to death. So you're getting windmilled, I guess. The 2022 Climate Action Plan also invests $20 million in electric buses, $20 million in electric school buses, $15 million in rebates for Minnesotans who choose to buy electric vehicles. Why should I have to pay for you to get an electric vehicle? Don't know why. 
And how many millions for charging stations? 20 million. Oh, I thought it was 50. Infrastructure. Oh, man. 20. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It is 20. Uh, Joe, we got nothing but money. Yeah, on, none of it, we have a surplus. Well, none of it's real. Dig some of that out of your yard. Let's go here. Yeah, Spend yeah. some money. Do you know that this week is the 30th anniversary of the uh, double flange? It is, really? January 26, 92 was when the Super Bowl was here. Right. And that was Saturday sports talk. Right. So that was either the 25th or it was the 19th. Yeah. Wow. That's just I 30 was years ago. So wait a minute. Vegas wait a minute. that week. Wait a minute. It was Check. somebody waiting on hold to talk to Freddie and Lauren. I have it. I'll go ahead. Hello. It's one of Mr. Yes. Hubbard's favorites. Go ahead. Okay. Here's my question. Uh, since it became really cold out, bitterly cold, we've been noticing a lot of snaps or cracks in the house, particularly uh, in the wee hours of the morning. And I have a feeling it's from expansion and contraction. But my question is, what causes it? And is, is this a serious problem where I should have any concern? Well, not only is it a serious problem, what's happening there is the double flanges on the joists are uh, expanding counterclockwise in the ice. Uh, there have been occasions when people should leave their home uh, depending on the, uh, you have to time the frequency of the cracks. Uh, it's almost like a pregnancy thing. Uh, you, you have to time the frequency of the cracks. If yep. they're within, let's say, 30 seconds of each other, I think you're looking at a night in a Motel 6. You're kidding. No, that's a uh, flange joist contractual uh, expansion problem. Well, we just noticed it one night, mainly. Well, that's all it takes. That's the way it's it starts. So one night, hell, the next night you hear them more often. Again, if you hear them within 30 seconds of each other, I'd put the family in the car and get the hell out of there. You're really kidding. It's, it's, a, it's only a 25-year-old home. Well, they, didn't, it, it, they it, don't it, build them like they used to. Nope. <laughs> uh, but it hasn't done it for many, many years, He's and we just had our kitchen out renovated, which we, we moved some of the old cabinets, Listen, all of the pal. old cabinets, and they put in new. Sheetrock? Any sheetrock used? Pardon me? Did they use any sheetrock in the new kitchen? Yeah, we had some soffits removed. Soffits removed. This is classic. <laughs> this is a typically classic pattern. But what caused it to do that? The double flange uh, backup on the joist, that counterclockwise expansion. <laughs> <laughs> but why hasn't it done it for 25 years? Well, you've you, uh, had this early, uh, tremendous amounts of snowfall. They built up your ice dams, and now you've got all of that ice on your roof and this sudden cold weather, and it's, uh, it's a very unique uh, situation. Does it happen often? Or you say it's unique. I think it doesn't happen often precisely because you don't often get that early season snow. There you go. I see. Have you heard of much of this happening recently? I've known families have had to leave for the winter. <laughs> well, uh, what could be the worst scenario? Could the house collapse? Absolutely. Just dump <laughs> down right on you. I'd get out of there. you got to be kidding. No, I'm not, sir. Thank you for calling. Hey, have a great day. We'll come up on the ride. Oh, I hope Somebody, so. <laughs> I hope his friend is listening. Somebody straighten hey, that guy Hey, buddy, out. straighten that guy out. Uh, <laughs> We have no idea. I don't Look, know. I if anybody's you... on hold for 30 minutes listening to us talk about whatever we were talking about and still thinks it was home and garden talk, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Well. <laughs>
I love so, Patrick. Hey, buddy, oh. straighten that guy out. Now, uh, r- remind the listener of how you had to beg Roycey to shut up and not do what Roycey yeah, would, that's would have what done. I was thinking. Roycey, how did you get him to shut up? I just kept putting my hands out saying, stop, don't say <laughs> you anything. You can hear him. <laughs> he, he didn't sense that we had a great bit going there. He would have stepped all over it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Call the rock no, show. No, no, no <laughs> don't say anything. Garden show. I really had to quiet him down. Yeah. Who was on the board? <laughs> Was that uh, you, Matthew? Was uh, no, that was probably still. Was that may, may have been Peter at the time? It wasn't yeah, me. I was in Peter Vegas. Thiel. Hold on, Peter hold on. You're no ninety-two. Peter was long gone, wasn't he? You're glossing over the biggest part of what made this was Saturday. Yeah, morning Saturday, sports yeah. time. Yeah. What it was? It was the week of the bleeping Super Bowl. No, we, right. we said that already. No, listen to me. There, there's people in from all over the country right. tuning in to the home of sports talk. Right. Right. The day before the biggest game of the year, right. Joe and Pat have this clown on talking about double flange on the joist. Oh, you, know, you know what? I know, I know it was Peter because after he hung up, Peter made that comment, and he can't get any hotels because they're all booked because that's the right. Super Bowl is oh, here. That's right. So oh, it was Peter. Right. Oh, that's wow. right. Oh. That, and that was funny, too. He couldn't get a hotel because they're all booked. That's my favorite call-in ever. Oh, my God. That might be the best radio I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, back in 82, I said at the beginning, we had 70, 17 inches of snow in 82 on this day. Uh, 92 would have been a year after the Halloween blizzard. Yep. And... Uh, well, this, this poor guy. He to this well, day, though, I f- wonder if I was being played. To this day, I wonder that. Well, he sounded pretty con- you know, genuinely yeah, concerned and, and serious. He yeah. sounded sincerely nervous. But that's always been my complaint about talk radio. We never got callers that clever. Yeah. And I'd listen to other stations, like in New York, L.A., and you'd always get the really clever callers that could set you up. Like, well, that. this guy was pretty clever. If in fact he was playing us, yeah, yeah. It was a lot like when I was listening to Buffalo Bills fan line Saturday night, and everybody was a point four. <laughs> what, what, what led to this? What was I talking about? Rookie mentioned the 30-year anniversary of Double Flange. No, we were talking about Teslas having no heaters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Funny how the, tur- the show takes odd, quirky It does. Turns, that can know? happen. Let's come back with John Height. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. It's time for your New Year's resolution. We all spent a lot of money during the holidays, and I can help you save some money, too. Do what I did. Call the Canopy Group. They shopped over 16 insurance companies, increased my coverage greatly, and saved me over $600 annually. I procrastinated and wish I had done this a decade earlier. Now I'm part of the Canopy Group's annual process. I do not have the time, interest, or knowledge to shop 16 different companies for my home and auto insurance. Do me and yourself a favor. Don't procrastinate. Make this your New Year's resolution. Call the Canopy Group and get the best insurance coverage and save money. You will be off to a wonderful New Year. Go to thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. It's Reavers here for Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk is what he's called around these parts. Josh has been an investment consultant since 1978. This extensive career has given him the experience needed to manage your money in both up and down markets. Josh provides independent, personalized investment planning to individuals and small businesses, including retirement plans. Josh has been doing this for quite some time, and the thing that separates him from the rest is he will always give you straight talk and never sugarcoated advice. When you invest for yourself or for your small business with Josh, you get the same straight talk 
Talk that you would expect from Mr. Money Talk. You also get an investment consultant who will work proactively with you to create a strategy that fits your goals. You can also hear him at the end of Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday with a full report. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. Or for more information, just visit his website, joshartlinvestmentconsultant.com. Got an email. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. Is this Dylan? Yes, sir. The Rhodes piano, huh? Well, actually, it's a computer. But, but it uh, sounds like it. Ooh. Mm. Some loud guitar. Mm. It shreds. God, I hate that. I know you do. God, Grievers. Here's Dylan's father, John Height. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Uh, the Minnesota State Patrol has released files after that impaired driving crash involving Hennepin County Sheriff David Hutchinson in December. The files contain photos and audio related to the crash and also reveals, which I don't believe we knew before, that Hutchinson was driving 120 miles an hour wow. at the time macro. You of the accident. No, wow. I was in, I was you know, Hutch is really lucky to be alive. Yes, he is. And he yep. wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Wow. Yep. On December 8th, a single-car rollover crash reported around 2.30 in the morning, five miles east of Alexandria on I-94. Search for an application stated that Hutchinson told witnesses and deputies at the scene that he wasn't driving. Later in the day, Hutchinson released a statement saying he drove the vehicle after he'd been drinking, and he apologized for his actions. Hutchinson was charged with four misdemeanors, one of which was carrying a pistol under the influence of alcohol. That charge scheduled for dismissal. A photo included in the new files released showed a pistol in the snow. He pleaded guilty to one misdemeanor, fourth-degree DWI, in connection with the incident. Misdemeanor? State Board is investigating the DWI misdemeanor conviction. Since the crash, Hennepin County commissioners have called for Hutchinson to resign. He has released a statement, though, saying that he will not resign. How is that a misdemeanor? Maybe he'll be defeated oh, by Jai Hansen. They, they live on a third rail. Wow. The, the felony misdemeanor thing, Chris, is related to what your blood alcohol is. Oh. And his was, I think it's 0.18 uh, is the level. Yeah, but they didn't test him until... You guys... This is the guy that has to sign off on who gets a permit to carry. If you have a permit to carry and you are found under the influence, your permit to carry gets pulled. I would think you lose that right. This is the guy Mm -hmm. that signs off on that. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, exactly one hour ago, uh, Patrick James Stephen Royce issued the following via Twitter. Let's ease off on Hutch the Sheriff here, folks. How was he supposed to know how fast he was going? He'd been drinking. <laughs> that is clever. Oh. Oh, the master there. <laughs> no, oh, nobody man. can cast the bait better oh. than Royce. Oh, and you should no. see the comments out here. It is spect. Even, even with the cron, the man still knows yes. how to agitate. That's a vid. <laughs> It it is amazing how many people take him seriously. Oh yeah. God, it's okay. spectacular! Serious. Oh, I won't even you... watch TV. I'll just watch Royce's Twitter feed during a Gopher <laughs> basketball game. Yeah, you know Jerry's... that's what I get in public. I recognize your voice. You're Kenny, right? And I'm like, oh God, here we go. You tell Royce. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jury selection began today in the federal trial for three former Minneapolis police officers who were charged with violating George Floyd's, Floyd's constitutional rights while fellow officer Derek Chauvin used his knee to pin him to the street. Jay King, Thomas Lane, and Tu Tao are broadly charged with depriving Floyd of his civil rights while acting under government authority. Separately, they're charged in state court with aiding and abetting both murder and manslaughter. Legal experts say the federal trial will be more complicated than the state trial scheduled for June because prosecutors in this case have the task of proving the officers willfully violated Floyd's constitutional rights, unreasonably seizing him and depriving him of liberty without due process. I have it on good authority that people in law enforcement are very concerned that the second trial has been moved to June when the weather will be much more conducive to carrying on. Do you think these three hold the same weight, though, as... The first one. Well, you've got a professional activist community mm. who uh, looks for this kind of true, stuff. That's true. A northern Minnesota teenager has been charged with the attempted murder of her mother over an alleged dispute about methamphetamine. Oh. Well, you got to have a family argument about that, John. WDIO, which is a Hubbard station, reports that authorities were called Sunday night about a woman suffering from a gunshot wound in Morecambe Township in St. Louis County. Deputies were advised the suspect was a juvenile family member. They later found a vehicle stuck in a ditch about two miles north of where the shooting was reported and learned the suspect was one of the occupants, the teen at that point taken into custody. The juvenile petition says the teen admitted to shooting her mom. It adds the 16-year-old's mom had taken away meth from her daughter and the teen wanted it back, Ooh. which led to the shooting. Don't take away my meth, I mom. I wonder what the reason for taking the meth away was. <laughs> the teen. Teton's mother was taken to the hospital and is in stable condition. Let's see. We have the 16 counties there. We'll skip that. We already hit that. <laughs> a proposed rowing club boathouse in an Orono public park is on hold after members of the Dayton family said the project violates the spirit in which their dad donated land for the park more than 40 years ago. The city is considering a proposal from the Long Lake Rowing Crew to build a 7,600-square-foot boathouse and training facility at Summit Beach Park on the southeast end of Long Lake. Bruce Dayton, who died in 2015 at the age of 97, was one of five grandsons of George Dayton, who founded Dayton's. The Orono Planning Commission had the boathouse proposal on the agenda at its Tuesday night meeting, which drew a crowd of more than 40 people. But Scott Kirchner, the commission chairman, told the group the proposal had been tabled at the request of the rowing crew. In a statement, the crew said it had been encouraged by the city to move forward with its proposal, which has been in the works for more than two years. Seems like an awfully big boathouse. I hope you guys feet. didn't hear me giggling. The responses, no, the responses to Royce's tweets. Oh, I know. Are People th- are getting in fights with each other. Yeah, isn't it spectacular? <laughs> oh, he just God. drops a bomb and waddles That's away. That's what he does. He just, and just, <laughs> right now he's, he's just holding people, someone's coat. He's these people are trying coat. to kill each other on Twitter because Royce cracked a joke. <laughs> about, oh, my uh, God. It's so uh, about funny. Once, once every two months or so, I take a Royce tweet that goes like this, and I have a little picture of a guy fishing and I just throw it on the Twitter <laughs> yes. thing because that's, that's yes. all it is. Yeah. Ricey so on wonderful. Twitter, it's the ver- it's basically what people used to do at a, at a bar at about 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> throw a punch and then leave the bar and let everybody else. You know um, you know how columnists will have a, a release a book of all their columns. 
Yeah. Royce should just do that with his tweets. Oh, tweets. <laughs> it's just a book of Royce tweets. <laughs> <laughs> a portion of eastbound I-94 near Albertville opened back up this morning after a crash overnight. The crash happening near County Road 19 around 445. According to the State Patrol, the crash involved two semis and one of the trucks was full of potatoes. They spilled all over the road. That caused some problems. State Patrol says vehicles hit the potatoes and the debris, which caused vehicles to become disabled. There were some minor injuries with folks, uh, but nothing life. I just, uh, just a personal note here uh, regarding that. I just want to send my personal uh, regards and respect and thanks out to those steering wheel holders that crashed at uh, 445 a.m. I had material right up until 9 a.m. God, it was so nice. Finally had something to talk about. Thank you. Traffic manna from heaven, huh? You two awful, awful drivers. I don't know what I'd do without you. Kenny wants to lower the limit to to 14 for steering wheel holders now. From the Pioneer Press, two St. Paul residents arrested Tuesday night after a 45-minute car chase that crisscrossed the Twin Cities are suspected in more than 20 robberies and car thefts spanning three counties. 18-year-old Kashan Wortman and 19-year-old Nautica argue were arrested. Mm. Nautica, yeah. She likes water. Is it a she? Are we sure? I don't know that it's a she. Yeah, I don't don't know what pronoun. Uh, Keishon and Nautica were arrested outside a residence in the 1700 block of East Maryland Avenue in St. Paul after leading authorities on a pursuit across half a dozen metro cities. Investigators with the St. Louis Park Police Department began looking for Wortman and Argue after they identified them as suspects in a January 15th robbery in which they allegedly threatened to shoot a female motorist before taking her keys and vehicle. Investigators eventually tied the pair to seven aggravated robberies, 13 simple robberies, one attempted simple robbery, and one motor vehicle theft. In addition to St. Louis Park, the incidents occurred in White Bear Lake, Roseville, Richfield, Brooklyn Center, Woodbury, Columbia Heights, Plymouth, Edina, and Egan. St. Louis Park Police issued a probable cause arrest notice for Wortman and Argue, and uh, the deputies found them about 6.15 Tuesday night outside a a residence in a silver Audi TT, which, of course, had been reported stolen, tried to pull the vehicle over. They evaded authorities for 45 minutes, eventually were arrested. Cases will be submitted to the Hennepin, Ramsey, and Washington County Attorney's Offices, where charging decisions will be made. Hey, Joe, aren't those little Audi TTs? They're two-seaters, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're a tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they not fancy? Good in the snow, uh, huh? Upside down bathtub. Yeah, I don't know. Fancy. Um, what kind of horsepower are we talking here? Aren't those mistress cars? Kind of, yeah. 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 There's a, uh, a a Steely Dan song where Audi TT is mentioned. Huh. His, gal, his gal has left him, and he doesn't really miss her, but he misses various objects, including the Audi TT. Really? So. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Aww. Uh, yeah, I'd probably pass that one <laughs> off. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I know it's it's no tragically hip lyric, but what are you going to do? <laughs> it's a <The> <laughs> oh, look at the shot across the bow. Hey, you I started see. it, pal. Jeez, you started it. Hurt, John. You started it. Rook, what, Rook, what are Maybe your thoughts? a prostitute could teach you how to take a compliment. That's a pretty good tragically hip That's, lyric. Uh, that's not bad. Rook, what's no. your favorite Steely Dan song? i never seen you looking so bad, my funky one. Uh, that's a pretty good lyric yeah. right there. I think Superfine Mind is coming. Peg, Peg is your favorite. Peg stealing. is your favorite steel. I can't no, get I like, these uh, biscuits out of my whiskers. Isn't that a <laughs> nineteen? Isn't that a tragic? <laughs> the St. Paul City Council. And Audi is a is a funny word to say. A, a weird name for a car. Audi, isn't it? Audi, Audi, Audi. Audi. 
The St. Paul City Council approved an ordinance amendment on Wednesday. Oh, pardon me. Ordinance amendment on Wednesday. We're falling that, apart here. That makes yeah, it a one, misdemeanor two, one, two. to transport a converter without proof of ownership. The uh, council also called upon the state to put a similar law into effect. St. Paul police say without such a law in the books, they've been at a loss to charge suspects with thievery, even when they stop a driver in possession of multiple converters and sawing equipment. That's because they say it's difficult to trace the materials to a specific victim. Suspects can simply declare they're transporting goods for a friend or family member. The thefts have skyrocketed as supply chain shortages increase demand for the precious metals in the converters, which help reduce vehicle. Every single one of you morons is doing something that has nothing to do with the show. I have a question. Did you listen to what he was just... You didn't listen to that story, did you? You were too busy getting enraged. Yeah. Wouldn't... (laughs) Isn't there something about being in possession of burglary tools? Mm -hmm. That's a thing. If you've got a car full of um, converters and you also have a battery-operated Sawzall, I would, I would consider that a burglary tool. I would, too. I would, Are you guys too. lawyers? I'm just curious. I, I actually am. <laughs> I, I've passed the well, bar. Well, it's certainly what was used I to get the know. converters. Right. Yeah. If this was an online poll with a newspaper, I would select, I'm not sure. I'm so <laughs> sick of dancing sure. around this and dealing with this. This is BS. We need to get this handled. Right. And it will be no. handled on the next Perry Mason. <laughs> Cadillac Converters, part two. No. Cadillac? They're not Cadillac Catalytic. Converters. Catalytic. Cadillac. 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 Just remember, who's a better president, rookie or Biden, is coming up after John's news. Uh, speaking of uh, President Biden, this morning he said any any entry of Russian troops into Ukraine will be treated by the West as an invasion, as he tried to clarify some confusion over an early su- uh, uh-huh. suggestion that a minor attack could invite a lesser response. Uh-huh. He said if any any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian, Ukrainian border, that is an invasion, he said. He said he's uh, made that absolutely clear with Vladimir Putin. He said that will be met with severe and coordinated economic response that I have discussed in detail with our allies, as well as laid out for President Putin. Russian, he said, will pay a heavy price. However, expanding on comments he made Wednesday that a minor excursion by Russia might be treated differently, the president said that Moscow would not necessarily mount a standard invasion and said, we have to be ready. Isn't that uh, threat from from President Brandon about the same as uh, double secret probation? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what it sounded like to me. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky tweeted Thursday that he wanted to remind the great powers there are no minor excursions. Biden sought to reassure, and here it is, Joe, you talked about it yesterday, Kiev, K-Y-I-V, directly saying the Ukrainian foreign minister said today he is confident of our support and resolve, and he has a right to be. What was your beef with Kiev? Well, it suddenly changed. It's spelled spelled different. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. On restaurant menus now will be a chicken, Kiev, K-Y-I-V. That is so woke. It's K-I-E-V and shut up. Thank you. But it's a good meal. The point of the matter (laughs) is he's going to go waltzing in and the United States isn't going to do anything about it because he's too busy uh, checking out his new panties in the mirror. Putin or Biden? (laughs) Biden. Both. Well, you don't say that about Putin. You don't live to see the sunset if you say that about Putin. I know, and that's all Putin's got going for him is thuggery. Yep. Nobody's going to respond. The year-long Democratic push for, well, at least he's not his friend. You know what McCain said Russia was? The late, great McCain said Russia was a gas station pretending to be a country. 
And that's about right. You that's, don't buy anything from line. Russia. You don't do anything with. They're they're a thug nation led by a murdering thug. God, I hope line. I make it home. Yeah, yeah. I say July with that sheet. Yeah, that means yeah, good yeah, luck in yeah, Russia. Yeah. You're over there on Maine, right? Yeah, yeah. one, two, <laughs> three. On Maine. <laughs> it's down the hill. The year-long Democratic push for federal voting rights legislation died in the Senate Wednesday night after Republicans blocked an elections bill for the fifth time in six months, and Democrats failed to unite their caucus behind a plan to rewrite the Senate's rules and pass it anyway. The final clash, which had been brewing since Democrats won congressional majorities a year ago as Republican legislatures in 19 states embarked on a campaign to roll back election access, began with an evening vote to close debate on a sprawling voting rights bill. It failed on party lines. Uh, Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, then moved to reconsider the legislation to propose a rules change. Uh, that also failed. Uh, two Democrats, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, joining all 50 Republicans in opposition. Both Manchin and Sinema said they were in favor of the voting rights legislation but would not consider a rule change on voting. Scott from Invergrove, never afraid and always pushing back, wrote a, uh, an email today thanking both uh, uh, Sinema and Manchin for being the patriots they proved to be. And I... I Happen to agree with him. Okay. Yeah. A remark from Republican Senate Leader Mitch McConnell in the run-up to that vote yesterday oh, is causing boy. some controversy for McConnell. But the best At is the, the news- capture that just said, he said this out loud. <laughs> At a news conference, reporter Public Manriquez asked McConnell what his message was for voters of color who are concerned about voting rights ahead of the election. Well, McConnell replied, well, that concern is misplaced, quote, because if you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. Oops. Well, okay. Yeah. You're going to play gotcha because of a typo. You know. That wasn't well, a yeah, typo. Nobody... He said it out he loud. He said it out loud, Joe. I know, but I, I, I don't think he meant that. I think he's uh, capable well, of being a complete okay. idiot. Okay, so uh, then we can do that with every politician that we talk about making or uh, is. mistakes. Is. Okay, I'll go with is. I'll go with is. Okay. <laughs> Basically, what you're saying is our next bit is going to be meaningless then. No, no, no. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. No, it's going to be much. wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> the whole thing went viral immediately yesterday. Yes, <laughs> it did. A lot of folks said, uh, declared the senator and said the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Hey, did you two dummies point. get that email? I sent you with a link to the story about all these senators and representatives getting rich off the stock market. Yes. Uh, they shouldn't comments? be allowed to be in the stock market they when they're in yeah. office at they all. Why not are we allowed? All. Why is this allowed? That's a great question. That's just and should it not also because they live on the third rail? They're there in the palace, it living should, it up with the king. Should it not also yeah. extend to family? Absolutely. That's what I think too. Absolutely. Hell yes. And we aren't picking on any party here, folks. No. It's both. No, parties. it's across both sides. the board. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It's proof yeah. that we're just a bunch of peons. A bunch of frauds. <laughs> What's Pelosi worth? A couple hundred mil? Oh, more. Yeah. Well, she had to move to Florida, Joe, because she ruined the state of California. And everything that's crossed her desk or is about to cross her desk, she's been able to shoot down and kill it before it gets any legs at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they, I, you know, it's useless to have this conversation. They're all. I think it is too. No, uh, there's some bills that are uh, introduced now and that will be introduced, but you're right. They'll all get shut they'll, down. They'll fail. Yeah, yeah, they'll all fail. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't represent us at all. Are you ready nope. to find out who's a better president, rookie, or comma? Yes, please. Uh, I'm uh, trying uh, to be less political in 2022. So all right, we're, we're going to return perfect, with actually. that. All right. <laughs> Tune over Body Works and Glass and Shoreview. They are... 
they're ours, GLers, they're ours. Family-owned, third-generation body shop up there, County E, Lexington and Shoreview, the sole sponsor of Positive Thursday at GL, Mr. Positive himself, the Fender Bender Mender, Mike Schoonover on the line. Hiya, Michael. Say, Mike, uh, one day last, I don't know, December, uh, you were gone. I I don't know where you were and what your excuse was that week, but um, I talked about tires and if I remember right, you guys offer a deal to where you buy a set of snow tires from Schoonover Body Works and Glass. You guys do all the swapping spring and fall and then store them at your joint. Is that Was I right about that? You are correct, Kenny. We wow. the police. Yeah. Who wants to, who wants to have four set of tires, set of tires laying in their garage? Uh, well, you know, shed. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Um, and my wife did this for a number of years on one of her crap cans, and the best thing about that crap can were, were the tires. Uh, she really got around good in the winter, very confident. Uh, but I always had to store the stupid tires. Well, you know, Kenny, and then hauling the tires. You know, we got some customers that bring their own tires in, and they put them in the back seat and talk about a detail nightmare. Oh, yeah, rubber everywhere. Uh, The other thing that a lot of uh, people, GLers and non-GLers alike, are running into right now, I know it was 10 below there this morning, 20 below here. Sometimes these batteries are a little little stiff in the morning. Um, And all of my chargers are the plug-in kind. You've got to be near an outlet. Um, But you're telling me off the air about these new fancy battery chargers that you don't have to plug into an outlet. Oh, Kenny, those are those those are the coolest little thing. It's a little booster pack. You can spend as little as ninety nine bucks, and you can spend a lot more if you want. But uh, you pick them up at Walmart. You pick them up at uh, you know any hardware store or, or uh, home improvement store. And those little booster packs, you charge it one hundred percent, and uh, that'll start a diesel truck. And the things. It's about the size of, like, say, an uh, a dictionary, right? Yeah, it's really small and compact. It fits in, you know, in the back seat, in the center console, whatever. Charge it; it'll stay for a year, and and uh, and uh, you use it. You can charge your phone with it. You can charge whatever, but you can you can jumpstart a truck. <laughs> that, that is amazing. And then I don't have to carry those stupid jumper cables around anymore that are always frozen stiff and uh, cracked and sketchy. What a great idea. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm so happy I know you, Mike. You're, you you got a head full of great ideas, my friend. <laughs> I plan for the worst and hope for the best, Kenny. Yeah, that's the GLer's motto. Uh, if you need glass, service, bodywork, tires, tires, tires. Uh, do what we all do at GL. Call up Mike Schoonover Body Works and Glass. They've been kicking around for 80 years in Shoreview. Always one of the best joints in the metro. If you look up reviews, customer reviews, um, Schoonover's is always right there at number one. GLers, thank you so much for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. It's our new weekly episode of Who Makes a Better President, Rookie or President Biden, and Who Makes a Better Vice President, Rookie or Kamala Harris. We'll start with the uh, presidential questions, Chris. What happened last week? Let's give the results. Okay. What happened last well, week? Well, you're, you're a better president and vice president. I just wanted to hear that. Thanks. Sir, uh, <laughs> President Mikulski. Yep. Oh, God. Do you believe... Thank you. 
the country is more unified now than when you took office a year ago today. The unification of the United States is something that uh, we should be. We should be unified. Uh, And it's my role and my administration's role as as president, cabinet, etc., to bring the country together, unified, and uh, even during these COVID times when uh, COVID has brought a lot of people together, killed a lot of people off too, but uh, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. very unfortunately. Uh, what I think, though, is for sure, is that we remain unified and so forth for, I, I don't have a, a time, but I think once COVID is is gone and Omicron and all the Delta, these forces we got, um, they're all, we will be unified, but I do not believe that's unification at this time. Do you think your first year in office has been a successful one? Sir, Whew. Um, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, the ups were were good, felt good. Mm-hmm. The downs hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this bickering in the Senate, it's just got to end. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is, what was your question? Do you, do you uh, feel that your first year in office was a success? That's what it was. That's right. Um, I'm not so sure it was a success. Uh, we got people vaccinated. That's success. Right. We're wearing masks. Uh, we've verbally beaten down the former president, and I'll just say President Trump. I'll be, I, I think my uh, counterpart will not usually say his name, um, but I would say Who's your that your counterpart, uh, President, my predecessor, President Trump. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, there's been a verbal beatdown, and blame has been placed on him. And uh, what was your question again? Success. <laughs> Let's go now to President Biden's answer about uh, <coughs> the country being unified. That unified. Unification. Is the country more unified than when you first took office? Uh, the answer is, based on some of the stuff we've got done, I'd say yes, but it's not nearly unified as it should be. Look, I still contend, and I know you'll have a right to judge me by this, I still contend that Unless you can reach consensus mm-hmm. in the democracy, mm-hmm. you cannot sustain the democracy. And so this is a real test. Whether or not my, uh, my, my, uh, my counterpart in China is right here. Counterpart. When he says autocracies are the only thing that are going to prevail because democracies take too, too long to make decisions. Oh, God. And countries are too divided. I believe we're going through one of those inflection points in history that occurs every several generations or even more than that, Mm -hmm. even more time than that, where things are changing almost regardless of any particular policy. The world's changing in big ways. We're going to see, if you heard me say this before, we're going to see more change in the next 10 years than we've saw in the last 50 years. Because of technology, I thought I because of fundamental alterations in alliances that uh-huh. are occurring, not because of any one individual, just no. because of the nature of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're going to see an awful lot of transition. And the question is, can we keep up with it? Can we maintain 
the democratic institutions that we have, not just here, but around the world, around the world, to be able to generate democratic consensus on how to proceed. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, but it requires it requires leadership to do it. Hey, stretch and it I'm out. I'm not giving up on the prospect of being able to do that. See? I see no difference <laughs> in the two answers. answers. Okay. Yeah. I see no difference. Is that a tie? I'm serious. I see no that's okay. a tie. Okay. To me, he's doing a rookie impersonation. Yeah. I didn't know I got that <laughs> amount of time. Sir, one more it. question for you as president. Okay. Do you think the uh, whether schools are open or closed will be a significant matter affecting midterm elections? Do I think schools being opened or closed? Repeat the question. Mm -hmm. Good yes, point. will yes. have will an be impact. A, uh, will have an impact on the midterms. Well, the schools do need to be open to cast a vote. If they're closed that day, people won't be able to vote. Number one, day-to-day uh, -day operations. <laughs> right? I mean, that's legit, right? Sure. They have to. They can't be closed. Right. They have to you be. You can't open. get inside. Right. Uh, but I would say uh, they will have an impact. I don't know what that impact will be or if they will be open or closed. And the, the fact that we're using these children as, as pawns. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it, it has to, there has to be a turning point. I mean, we have to turn this around, and my administration is trying to turn it around, but I'm, I'm, I'm meeting with a lot of resistance. People not wanting to wear masks, people not wanting to show their vaccination cards mm -hmm. or even carry them or even be vaccinated. So you have to realize that the schools being open means the actual children are going to those schools. That's okay. what that means. Yep. Right. They're going to the schools, they're engaging, they're taking the bus, they're getting a ride from their mom, they're walking. Uh, this means that they're employing what? the lunch ladies, uh, the custodians. We so it's a bus driver. It's about, and we need more bus drivers, too. Somebody just said that into my head, my IFB. And so we need to make sure that people are employed to go forward, and that's why they should be open to impact the elections. All right, uh, President Biden. Wow. Okay. Well, that could school reopenings or closures become a potent midterm issue for Republicans to win back the suburbs? Oh, I think it could be, but I hope in God that they're... Uh, that, look, <laughs> maybe I'm kidding myself. Off the tracks. Look. But as time goes I on. say look. Yep. What was the, the question? The voter who <laughs> is just trying to figure out, as I said, how to take care of their family, put three squares on the table, stay safe, <laughs> able to food on their family, mm -hmm. rent, et cetera. Very close. Uh, has, is becoming much more informed on the um <laughs> Man, they thought w the motives of um, oh, please God. don't interrupt some of oh. the political this guy's running the country and some of the, oh my god he's not done yet ken and the political parties <laughs> and i think that they are not going to be as susceptible to believing some of the outlandish things that have been said and continue to be said. You know, every every president, not necessarily in the first 12 months, but every president in the first couple of years, mm -hmm. most every president, excuse yeah. me, of the last presidents, at least four of them, have had <laughs> polling numbers that are 44% right. favorable. Uh, 
So it's this idea that, but you all, not you all, but now it is what Biden's in. One poll showed him at 33%. The average is 44, 45%. What the hell does this have to do with the question? One poll him at 49%. I mean, the idea that... um, Look. Look. He's staring off into the distance. Is he still? The American public are trying still to talking? sift yeah. their way through <laughs> That's why I keep what's real and what's, and what's fake. Oh. And I don't think as... Uh, Here we go. Big finish. I've never seen a time mm-hmm. when <laughs> the political coverage, the, the choice Kenny's of dying. political coverage... <laughs> <laughs> did it? Yeah, he did this not is mention. Uncanny. Oh. He did not mention school once. It's uncanny, rookie. This oh. is a, this is a frightening bit. Rookie is a better president on that answer. Well, let's Damn. see if he's a better vice president. Let's oh go now to vice president. Okay. Oh, you <laughs> gotta let me catch my breath. You the only are... thing missing in those uh, Paul Harvey pregnant pauses, oh my God. is somebody in the in the background. Maybe like rookie said in his right. IFB going. Uh, say look. <laughs> <laughs> now you are vice president. We need bus Mikulski. drivers. I will switch my pronoun. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I wish to ask you. Uh, you forgot the question. Yes. Voting. Uh, <laughs> do you believe. Here we go. That the failure to pass a voting rights legislation uh, will still make it possible to have a fair election in the midterms are you concerned about the election being fair election fairness is at the top priority of my administration uh i would say elections that are unfair just don't work in this country (laughs) we need we need fair elections we need uh we don't really need voter um uh Reconstruction. Uh, voting is, is easy. We all know this. Uh, I think what, what might be a, a good thing to do is we basically uh, make it a, a national holiday, and then we take away the early voting, so you have to, that day, nobody's going to work. That's it is a, a, uh, a BFP. Big... Party, All right. and that's what we'll put on the calendar. There BF, we go. BFP election there we day. Go. And what we do is nobody goes to work. Okay, that. And, and on that day, may I interrupt, a man, a sir? Uh, you're 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 drifting a bit from the idea. If you think, do you think the midterms will be conducted fairly? Uh, the midterms drifting will be conducted bit. fairly. Thank you for getting me back on track. Yes. Uh, we have a lot of fail safes. In the zone here to make sure that there is no unfair midterm elections. Mm-hmm. Uh, midterm meaning right smack in the middle, two years into a uh, the midterm. Right. It's like school <laughs> when you get grades at school, mm-hmm. which hopefully will be open at that time. Uh, when you, if you're doing poorly, a lot of times you would get a bad midterm report card, right. of which I have had many. Right. Um, okay. You try to hide okay. them. I think, um, with the okay. invention of uh, computers, it was easy for the teacher to send an email directly to the parents, and that one hurt. That one hurt. Uh, usually, when you could just <laughs> bring home the paper report card that said minimal effort once again, 
um, doesn't shut up during class, uh, you could usually hide those or just say it, it didn't come in the mail yet. Right. Uh, electronic technology. Oh, that was a bit difficult. Yeah. What are we, what so are we midterm doing? elections will be fine. Right, They're going to okay. be fine. They're going to be fair. Uh, my administration will work hard to make damn sure right. Uh, the right people get elected. All right. Uh, Let's talk about another comment the president made. He openly cast doubt on whether the 2022 midterm elections would be legitimate. He said it all depends, um, which is astonishing to hear a president question whether our elections will be legitimate. We've heard it before, but not from this president. Is he really concerned that, that we may not have fair and free elections? The president has been consistent on this issue and the issue at hand, the issue I was there last night uh, in the chamber of the Senate. And the issue is that there are two bills, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and the Freedom to Vote Act, that have been the, the solution that has been offered to address the fact that around our country, states have put in place laws that are purposely making it more difficult for the American people to vote. Laws which will be felt by at least 55 million Americans, regardless of their party affiliation, uh, their race, that. their gender, or their geographic location. Well, to the point, though, because so those we bills were debated. It's, but it's, yeah. oh, the, the, the bills were debated it's, it's, and they didn't have. If I may finish, if I may finish. But the specific question, if you don't mind, does he think, now that these bills haven't been passed, that the 22 midterms won't be legitimate or fair or free? What's with the porn music playing? Right. It was the uh, Today yeah, Show. Kind of weird. Very turned on. We have a final question, Vice President Rookie. Yes. It's President Rookie. Do you, well, that sounds great, doesn't do it? Do you believe uh, <laughs> that it's an undue burden... To expect people to produce an ID upon voting, a personal identification of some means. Do you think that's an undue burden on the American constituency? Well, I think yes. uh, Americans have a difficult life right now. Uh, we're fighting COVID. Uh, many people uh, that were sitting on their duff have run out of their, uh, what was it, 300 or $600, $300 a week thing, a stipend. Thing. Uh, for not working, and they're used to kind of just hanging out, sitting around. Uh, they can't get to um, whatever, whether it's downtown or the office of the DMV to get a registration card or their state ID card. So I would say that there is a, a, a burden on some people in the United States, uh, I, mean, I mean countrywide, to produce an ID for voting. I mean, they think it should just be, hey, I'm going to vote, but you go, you go with the BFP, you, you, not you know me. Yeah. You going to the party? Yep. Right now. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a way to bring the country together and, you know, uh, hold the ceiling up, you know, put your hands in the air like you don't care uh, at the BFP. And then you cast your vote for Senate, for judge, for, you know, whoever's running in these what we so-called midterm elections, um, that's that burden will have to suffice. So, yes, it is a burden, but, you know, sometimes you just got to get over the hump and and do it. And anybody that doesn't vote should maybe lose their ID card. Maybe if you don't vote, we should take away your ID card and and oh boy. and just say you're nothing, man. 
Well, you're sir, not invited to the party. Sir, if I may have a secondary question, sir. Follow-up, we call it in the business. Thank you. Yep. Uh, are you are, am I to understand, then, that you don't think people are capable of producing an ID? I guess, um, to keep my answer short as I thought I have, I would say uh, no. No what? They're not, uh, they're not capable. They're not capable of... of uh, I don't have my... <clears throat> The utmost faith in all of them. There are some. You might be, sir. I mean, you're getting to that age where you're forgetting things, but you. Um, my guess is you can still produce an ID and vote. Uh, you can make it to the DMV mm-hmm. to get your uh, your tabs uh, for your... I do that by mail. The car that you don't drive in the winter. Right, right. Um, the ones that you leave the hood up um, so they don't put groceries on it. That kind of stuff. Right. So All right, let's my, hear from... No, uh, I guess. My answer is no. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Let's hear from uh, Vice President Harris. Is agreeing to voter ID one of those compromises that you'd support? I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean. What? Because in some people's mind, that means, well, you're going to have to um, Xerox or... or, or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove you are who you are. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't, there's no Kinko's, there's no Office Max near them. (laughs) People have to understand that when we're talking about voter ID laws, (laughs) be clear about who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. God. Of course people have to prove who they are. But not in a way that makes it it almost impossible for them to prove who they are. Oh. You know the thing I really enjoy when you Kamala Harris wow. speaks is when she's about to wrap up her answer, she nods as if to say to the reporter, right. I know you're dumb, but you get what I'm saying, right? right. She <laughs> is uh, the definition of condescending. This yeah. is, That's uh, when you talk down to somebody else. I see no difference in, in your answers and their answers. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. I'm so sorry. There was a follow-up uh, right. response from President Biden. All right. Have you ever had a dream that, <laughs> that you, um, you had... You, you you could you do you you want you you could do so Come you on. you do you Come could on, you, you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. Yes, yes. I'd you spread that, that up kid. A bit. <laughs> yeah. so, rookie. Can I just say something here? I think um, Matthew, in both cases, is a better president and vice president. But unfortunately, our current reigning king and queen are way funnier. I mean, they're yeah. so stupid, how stupid that it's outrageously funny. But and the that really scares are strangely me. similar. Yeah. <laughs> Eerily yeah. similar. Yeah. And I have zero experience. And and to explain to the listeners, you go into this cold. We don't tell you what these questions are going to no, be. No, I, I do not know. This is amazing. This is not funny. In, s- in some this cases, funny. I'm qualified. I'm he going uses, He uses the same verbiage, too, yes. in some cases. Oh, my God. Well, we'll have another episode of this next week. Sounds good. Another yep. episode next week. I'm not really sure if I mean complimented or... <laughs> Jailers, it's Reavers here for Everest Men's Health. How about in the new year? One of the things you can focus on is better health. Are you experiencing any of the following? Maybe a lack of energy, a decrease in strength or endurance, decrease in enjoyment of just life in general, or libido? Call my friends at Everest Men's Health. Whether it's a deterioration in your work performance or just feeling sleepiness after dinner, are you just tired of feeling exhausted? You see, when your health suffers, oftentimes other areas of your life are going to suffer as well. But with Everest Men's Health, that all can change. I'm living proof. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies,
agencies, they examine every area important to a man's overall health, which allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. It doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum of health. Now's the time to come to Everest and take the first steps towards realizing your best health possible. Contact them today to schedule a $50 testosterone check that includes a complete body composition screening and a consultation with one of their health medical experts. They have three fantastic clinics ready to help you out with your overall health in Woodbury, Plymouth, and Egan. Or just go online right now to EverestMensHealth.com and get started today. It's uh, party time. Yeah. This guy wears many hats. What'd you call it? Just BFP. not indoors. BFP? Joe Suchere. <laughs> Thursday. Scramble! Do you realize if you ask Kamala Harris about the availability of maps in schools, her answer would have been no different than that. No, you don't. Don't even play her. Dang it! That tormented uh, <laughs> Miss North Carolina teen contestant or South Carolina teen yeah, contestant. South Carolina. Seriously, her answer would have been no different. Yeah. Prices have gone up. Mm-hmm. And. Families and individuals are dealing with the realities of of the, that bread costs more, that gas costs more. Yeah, boom. And we have to understand what that means. What does that mean? That's mean? about the cost of living oh. going up. Hello, See? dummy. All right. This is frightening. <laughs> it is. Kenny. This, it this is bit frightening. really calls to light how what kind of trouble we're in. This is eerie. You're not getting ripped here, Rook. No, I'm not. T- You're I'm, as I'm dumb as they are. To, I'm too yeah. stupid to know. Right. I, I agree with you. <laughs> too You're, stupid to You're know. You're not getting right. ripped. You're as dumb right. as they are. You keep showing up. <laughs> no, but no, the great thing ways, I've you always... make more sense. The thing I've always <laughs> loved about Rookie is he is willing to drone on and on and on about something he has no idea and, and try so to... So are they. I thought I was on path pretty I know. good here today. And, and it's no different. And, and with Rook, it's a bit... Oh my God! But with them, it's real. Well, some of my, I mean, comments came from the heart. I, I, I put myself. I'm a professional, like a, a, yes, a thespian. If yes, you throw you me in the role, that's right. When I sit here during that two minutes, <laughs> you're the vice president. I believe in my head that that's I'm the vice right. president that's or the president. Right. Now I'm just back to filling a chair in a podcast. No, no, no. I'm far more. <laughs> like than on that. a Monday, you know, it's like a Monday. <laughs> far more yeah, than a serious Monday. <laughs> now on Monday and Tuesday, you will be on Twin Cities Live. I, you know what? Uh, thank you for reminding me. I will be co-hosting Twin Cities Live. I've made the cut. That's fantastic. Uh, I don't Good know you, how many others are, there are. I think there's maybe one or two more. But I will ask that uh, you go onto Facebook. Twin Cities Live has a Facebook, and they'll make a post or two. I would love to hear what the garage logicians say. Don't overdo it. But there are a lot of comments, and I haven't you, done that yet. But let every me time ask I you do, something. A, 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 go ahead. Uh, with it's, it's about how comfortable you are. Are you comfortable enough doing it to where you could do it alone? Instead uh, of Reese there, my buddy Elizabeth holding yep. your hand, could you waltz in there, lead the show, and have a co-host from outside of the broadcast industry? Oddly enough, I had a meeting prior to the podcast, and that's exactly what it was about. They said, you need, you are doing a fantastic job you need to, the next two days, run the show like you 
are doing it on your but own. But Elizabeth will be there, won't she? She will be there, yes. So, so I think what I'll do, I'll play my part, and I'll send uh, the fine folks downstairs at Twin Cities Live the clip from last segment to yes. kind of push you yeah, over the right. top yeah, and exactly. say, here's what Rook can bring to the table. This is what we're doing. Like, no, maybe not. <laughs> there was a point a year or maybe longer ago that Joe might have had a uh, doctor's appointment at the same time that we tape. And there was a chance he was going to miss that mm-hmm. podcast. I remember that. And it, it was just going to be, I think, me and Reavers. I almost quit that day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. I, that that just sounds like the worst thing in the whole world. Here's the here's the really weird thing. I couldn't. I could not. I would be. I could. I could get through it. But I would be more nervous doing Garage Logic in in place of Joe than I would be going on. Last four times I was on TV. I was not nervous at all, and that made me nervous that I was felt so comfortable. Yeah. Elizabeth should, Reese will do that to make you. Sh- you should relish that. You shouldn't be nervous that you were comfortable. Well, you were born for that. I, I, uh, I really, it's a, a lot of fun to do. And Elizabeth is the sweetest girl you've ever. I hope to really see cool. her tonight. And if I do, should she's I say really anything? Cool. You want me to keep my mouth shut? No, you can say something. No, you no, 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 she's cool. You think she's cool on TV? She's a blast yeah. off the air. She is a lot of fun. Well, just do me a favor if you do. Say something on the way in, not on the way out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Elizabeth! Hey, on the way Grace. in, not on the way out, okay? I, I walked out with you the other I night. I don't know that I will see her, but I'm just saying I have on the camera. <laughs> and, and, uh, no, and they are. The whole gang over there, Christian, uh, the whole Kelly, the whole they're, they're great people, and it's a really fun show to do. And I do have a whole bunch of great ideas uh, for the show, and uh, hopefully wait, I'll make wait, it. Wait, wait, stop. That's, that's good. Kind of interesting. I, Did I, uh, I let that cat out of the bag? Can you go back and edit that out? <laughs> for, uh, Here, I'll hit the dump button. No, for 25, 30 years I've been saying I, I could use some ideas, and and you always say, well, you're one day closer to getting yeah. one from me. <laughs> Phone calls. And now you're telling me you've got a lot of ideas lined up for Twin Cities Live. Here's the great thing. If I, if I do get it, I'll be very lucky and hopefully continue to do the podcast here. I, I would want you to. And when you look over at me and say, what are you doing? I'll say... I'm working on the show. I just won't be specific to what show I'm working on. <laughs> Writing my script. Only because they go. come to us. Only. All the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, huh? South Africa. That's right. From our friends, the Traveling Limans, was on this day. Today. What's the date? January 20th. Yep. On a theatrical tour, Calamity Jane, whose name was Martha Canary Burke, appeared at the... Palace Museum in Minneapolis, dressed in the male attire of buckskin jacket and trousers and giving the people of the eastern cities an opportunity of seeing the woman scout who was made so famous through her daring career in the West and Black Hill countries. Cool. That would have been cool to see. That Deadwood series on HBO. Gosh, she was the most delightful character on there. Wow. (laughs) On this day. Today. In 1961, a fire destroyed the Crosby family home, which had been built at the foot of Montreal Street in St. Paul and is now the site of Crosby Farm Park. I didn't know that. Wait, Montreal? Where it goes down to Elway, goes down to the... Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. On this day in 1969, President Lyndon B. Johnson bestowed the Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian honor awarded in the United States, uh, to civil rights activist Roy Wilkins. Wilkins was born in Mississippi but spent most of his life in St. Paul. In 1923, he graduated from the University of Minnesota 
where he was the Minnesota Daily's first black reporter and editor. He served as executive director of the NAACP from 1955 to 1977. A postage stamp honoring him was issued in 2001. And we also have the Roy Wilkins Auditorium named after Roy Wilkins. That's right. And it was on this day. Today. What's today? January 20th. 1981. Lowell Bruce Langan, who grew up in Oden, Minnesota, is one of 52 hostages released from the American embassy in Tehran after being held by Islamic militants for 440 days during the Iran hostage crisis. Langdon was charged de affairs at the embassy. Hmm. I remember that distinctly. You know what my favorite thing about uh, former President Ronald Reagan is? Hmm. That those Islamic militants were scared bleepless of Reagan. Apparently not uh, so with Carter. No, no. And, and Jimmy Carter was not a good president, but I think he's a wonderful man. Yeah, we have man. Uh, an Odin. Wasn't he a Greek? Was he a Greek god? Odin? Odin? He, was, he was the big Greek god, was he? Thor's dad. And... Yeah, because yeah, there was yeah. that country song, Ode to Odin. Do you know where the term Achilles' heel stems from? From your Greek mythology? Uh, Achilles was going to run a race. No, he was going to fight the Trojans and uh, when he was born. His mother dipped him in the river Styx, S-T-Y-X. Apparently that would protect you, but she held him by his ankle as she dipped him in the in the river. Okay. So years and years and years later, in fierce fighting, he suffered a, a poison arrow shot to his ankle. And that are, you doing him. A, are you doing an ad? Is that an no, ad? No, I just learned that last night from reading The Lincoln Highway. Uh, oh, very interesting. interesting. Mm-hmm. That to Aphrodite was pretty hot, huh? I'll see. That's what caused Sticks to release that fourth Anyhow. album. Anyhow. Yeah. Thank you, GLers. <laughs> Tune into Monday's show and find out what a train wreck that's going to be, huh? <laughs> it is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold GLers. Now is the time to make that free 48 minute financial consultation call at 952 925 5608. When you call that number, you get Mr. Money Talk and you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar coated advice. That number once again is 952 925 5608. And Josh is with us on the line once again here in GL. And Josh, a bounce back of of the market today. We've got a little bit of a rebound in the Dow and definitely in the NASDAQ as both indices are up. The NASDAQ about 1.5% as we speak, which is really big because the NASDAQ is bouncing back from correction territory. As of yesterday, the NASDAQ was down 10% from a recent high, which was the end of December, and was down 9.5% year-to-date. The bounce back does reduce those numbers. The S&P 500 is down about 6% over that same period of time. And there are many prognosticators, pundits, etc., who are looking for the S&P to follow the NASDAQ down. Now, one of the things that you all should remember is the major components, not only in the NASDAQ, but in the S&P as well, are Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, and then we can move on a little lower on the list to Tesla and NVIDIA. So we've got a big contingent, about seven stock, which can, just with their own movements up or down, can positively or adversely affect those 
indice. So just keep that in mind. The top companies, Apple, Amazon, Google, Facebook, and Microsoft, have yet to report their earnings numbers. And if I look at another component of what is known as FANG plus Microsoft, that being Netflix, or we have replaced that with NVIDIA, but Netflix is the first of these companies to report their earnings, and they'll report tonight. The others start reporting next week, and then the then into the following week, so you get a little bit more color as to how they are doing. There has been major concern continuing about the Federal Reserve, which we've talked about, and the direction of interest rate. We'll hear more about that and get some more clarity next Wednesday after the Fed meeting. I expect the Fed to continue saying they're going to quicken the pace of their bond buying reduction or ending the quantitative easing, which is scheduled to completed by March or early April, at which time I believe the Fed will start an interest rate move up. Again, there are several people outside of the Federal Reserve calling for the Fed to be bold instead of moving, as they have in the past, moving in one quarter of 1% increments or 25 basis points. These commentators, which include Jamie Dimon, JP Morgan, want the Fed to be aggressive and start at one half of 1%. Just wait, hear what the Fed has to say, and then then make your decision. I do remain with the belief of keeping a cash position as I normally would, which is up to 30% in cash, the balance invested in stocks. Having that cash will give you the opportunity to buy high-quality companies that have come down significantly in value. We are in oversold territory in the market, which is a positive. We'll give you some more positives that could influence or steer you to investing in the FANG stocks or the mega stocks, Microsoft, Apple, Google, and Amazon. These companies, based on a price-to-earnings multiple, are less expensive than the customary value names like a Clorox, like a Procter & Gamble, though Procter & Gamble reported better than expected earnings, like a McCormick Spice as just a few names, or even old favorites, Pepsi-Cola and Coca-Cola. So they have much higher price-to-earnings multiples than Google, Facebook, Apple. Well, Amazon's always had an astronomical price-to-earnings multiple. So I'd sooner be, we'll say, in the FANG names, and I do believe they are a little bit more defensive than what it be traditionally seen as defensive. Here's a, just a little tidbit because I know there are many people who love eating at McDonald's but may not like the calorie count of the burger. Well, you'll have to go maybe to Dallas-Fort Worth area, but McDonald's is extending their test of Beyond Meat McPlant Burger in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and Pepsi-Cola's is releasing a beef jerky product that's made with Beyond Meat's products. Beyond Meat also has some deals with Kentucky Fried Chicken for plant-based chicken-tasting products. So that has helped Beyond Meat on a bounce back after falling significantly 
in 2021. Earnings are going to be coming fast and furious next week as more Dow components report. Banks have been very, very disappointing. Sometime soon, my favorite casinos will also report. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, you heard him. Now's the time to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You got a deal. Thanks. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.